This is Jim Wills, and you are listening to the Crave Magazine Podcast, where we feed your soul with art. Finding success with music, I think it takes a lot of focus. It takes a lot of sacrifice. The sole secret to success in the art world is to keep making art. Live the moment and go on vacation as much as possible because you never know when the work's coming. Do the best work that you you can and put it out there where people can see it. Enjoy yourself. Do what you want to do and travel. We have a returning guest this week. This is episode 25, and I thought it was a great number to bring back our first returning guest. So I brought back someone very near and dear to my heart, and I decided to change things up a little bit. And this week we have the visual artist, Jan Race Prudent, a.k.a. JRP. Well, thank you for bringing me back to the show, Jim. Thanks for being here. This is exciting. Um, But today we're going to do something a little different. Flip the script. We are going to flip the script. (laughs) And I am going to be the host. I am going Uh to be taking over Jim Will's Crave Magazine podcast. So let's just dive right in and let's let the audience know a little bit more about who the creator of this fabulous art podcast is. So... I'm going to start the show I'll with... I'll tell you, all, all, any questions are on the table. Anything you want to ask me, you ask me, as long as it's about art. Obviously. Okay. All right, let's get started. Let's get started. Tell me one thing <laughs> that inspires you artistically. One thing that artistically inspires me. Sure. It could be, you know, music, visual piece, a production, or even a quote from an artist that you love. You know, I'm going to say, this just popped into my head. Uh, Some of you who know me know that I'm a bit of a Star Wars nerd. Uh, I grew up on the movie, the originals. And so I'm going to bring up something that that just popped into my head. I was thinking about all of the art in the world and the places that I've been. Are you going to give me a Yoda quote? (laughs) No. What I want to tell you to do is go back and rewatch The Last Jedi, the latest Star Wars movie to come out. I know there's... Half of you listen to this probably hate that movie. The other half of you don't even care. But go back and listen to it. It is one of the most visually stunning movies you have seen in a long time. The Just the sets, the camera shots, some of the way they, they show the things that happen in space. It's beautiful. And that's the kind so of stuff. So beautifully shot. Is that what you're talking about? Just beautiful visuals, I guess. So I'm also inspired by like trees, you know, the beautiful curves on a, on a, a human body, music. What kind of trees? Have you ever have you ever smelled <laughs> have you ever smelled kidding. the pine trees here in, in Colorado? The uh, the sap smells like butterscotch. Oh I yes, mean, actually you did show me that. Tree hugging is a real thing here. Mm-hmm. Come yes, on. here in Colorado. It's so wonderful. <laughs> the trees smell great. You go up into the mountains. I love so it. let's learn um, a little bit about your story, Jim. Uh, how did you get started as an artist, and what kind of artist are you? The audience wants to hear a little bit about who Jim Wills is. <laughs> they really want to know, huh? So. Uh, yeah, how did I get started as an artist? I've always liked photography. Um, I actually did photography in the military as part of my job in the military. Well, thank you for your service, Jim. You're good. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I got. Well, I remember this one time when I was a little kid. I was. I, well, I guess I was like 18, and I bought a point-and-shoot camera. For those of you who 
this is before the time of smartphones. What's point and shoot? Like you just load a roll of film, which is what we used to have to make pictures, and into the camera, and you push the button. You just point it and push the button, and it takes. It does everything for you. Oh, it's fully yeah. automatic. Now so, we ha- now we have smartphones. Yeah. So <laughs> I went. So I went to the. There was this little state park near our, where I lived, and I went to the state park like once a month, and would shoot um, a roll of film at once a month around the park at the same spot, and so then I would have this this like set of 12 pictures of all the changing seasons like oh, once by awesome. the brook and once of the trees yeah i never told anybody that story yeah thank you for sharing yeah <laughs> anyway um so how did you wind up choosing the particular type of art artist expression so you're a photographer by trade is what you tell people so what what type of photography do you do um i know you're an amazing photographer fashion photographer your your shots are amazing but how did you get started in that why did you choose fashion uh i mean women are beautiful creatures and uh, men are beautiful too don't get me wrong <laughs> no prejudice here i think that uh i i had the the good fortune of having many great mentors and i've shot everything from like walmart baby kid photos to uh, glamour shots to uh, I worked for a sports a couple of different sports studios where we shot like the high school sports photos of kids. And then how did you league. get started in fashion photography? You know, I guess it was probably through doing stuff like glamour shots. And I worked in another studio and we did like glamour shots. Do yeah, they even you still know, have that? I don't at know. The malls? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> One thing that I really uh, loved about that, I'll be we, honest with we, you. We have to share your glamour shot photo. That, <laughs> <laughs> the rose one. It's awesome. <laughs> okay. We'll make sure to put that on the show notes. Uh, yeah. But one thing that I, that I found, and, you know, while there was men that would come in and get their photo taken too, it was by far, you know, like 98% women. They, you could take anybody that came in there, literally anybody, and, and turn them from from one thing to another, transform them. I realized the power of makeup and, and getting your hair done and looking a certain way. And I realized as a photographer, everybody has beauty within them. And it's it's uh, the photographer's role is to bring that beauty out. And Absolutely. show that, that on the screen or on film or, or however you display it. And that's I think that's true of any artist. But So you find joy in people that are expressing themselves and you capture that on film or whatever it is that you capture them on. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Well, you know, with fashion, digital. Like, what do you call that? I think that? fashion is beautiful. Like fashion, taking the clothing that we wear and and making it adorn the human figure in a way that it is beautiful, that pleasing to the eye, that moves your soul. I mean, there's definitely fashion that you see that just makes you go, "Wow, that is amazing!" How did the designer pull that off? And I just find that spectacular, and I and I try to recreate that in, so in my art. Tell us a little bit about what was selected for your Playboy image. <laughs> it wasn't me, really. <laughs> you were in the shoot, or no, 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 okay. No, I did years ago. I did a shoot with the different bars around Denver, and I did photos of a bar in the Highlands called Williams and Graham, and it's really cool. I actually have done several shoots there uh, at the bar. They're great. They have great drinks, but they also are very generous. They let us come in and shoot, and the bar is set up it's like very a, dark and woodsy. It's set up like a library when you first come in, and they've got like bookshelves and whatnot, and then there's a little hole, and so like a real traditional speakeasy where you would look through the hole and you would let them know that you're there, and then they let you in during prohibition. So then they move the one wall, moves, swings aside where the books are, and you walk behind it, and that's where the bar is, and it's really cool. And so Playboy did a piece on I think like the ten best 
bars in America or speakeasies across America. And Williams and Graham was voted one of those 10 best bars. And so they were featured in Playboy and they had seen some of this other work that I had shot and they asked to use the photos. Uh, awesome. Yeah, so, so besides fashion photography, um, what, what other current projects are you working on right now? I know that he just recently joined a Balinese band. A gamelan Balinese band. And if you've never heard Balinese music before, it's absolutely beautiful. Has some amazing percussion instruments. Jim, tell us a little bit about your new project working in a band now. You're, <laughs> I'm going to be your band uh, groupie. <laughs> of course. So I grew up with music. I grew up playing the drums all through uh, high school. All the bands, marching band, orchestra, concert band, uh, symphonic band and jazz band all that stuff and so you know i enjoy playing music and i just got away from it as an adult and i wanted to get back into it last year you and i went to bali and before we went to bali, we love bali before we yeah, right. before we went you found this band tunis makar and they performed at uh, du university of denver and we went and saw them uh it was about a month before we left for bali so we got to experience what bali music is all about and i just really love the music actually knew one of the musicians in the band and then we saw who is on who's going to be coming up on a future podcast (laughs) so stay tuned for that yeah stay tuned for episode 27 kendall burks he will be uh interviewed and so anyway we went to bali we saw the balinese gamelan there as well and i was just like really taken with it and so when we came back i got in touch with them and it's taken about a year for me to to fit it into my schedule, but they invited me to come to a rehearsal. So you've been doing it for about a couple months now, and now you've toured as well. <laughs> yeah, they invited me to come to a rehearsal, and then he said, why don't you play? And they sat me down, they gave me an instrument, and it's not really that easy to play, and a lot of the instruments are actually very, very challenging, and many of the band members have played with the band for uh, several years, anywhere from, I think, the longest players have been there for 28 years oh wow the the band is called tunis makar they're actually based in colorado uh pak mare is the the guru he's our sort of band director if you will Um, and he's originally from bali he is from bali and he came here to the united states and he and his family his sons know the gamelan music the instruments are very similar to xylophones as we would know them in america and so you play them in a similar fashion but there's constant dampening of the keys so you play one note and then you go to the next note and you dampen the previous note with your other hand and so you have to follow both your hands are moving back and forth across the instrument wow it's incredibly hard to play it's really cool it's an oral tradition so traditionally there's not notation you learn just by listening to someone else play the part and oh wow it's super challenging so i've only been with the band for like eight weeks i'm definitely very very new i'm an fng and with one other guy, we're the, the new guys in the group, so um, you can figure out what FNG stands for. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, wait, what does that mean? Okay. So we're the, we're the FNGs. The new guys. We, we went, a couple weeks ago, we went to Paonia and, and did a performance for the elementary schools, the high schools, and then the, the town. Paonia, where's that? It's, it's about, it's in the mountains near Aspen, about an hour from Aspen. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah, and it was great. It was my first tour with the band. I only playing with them a month. And so then we're going to be performing throughout the fall and the winter here locally. I'll and be your groupie. So cool, thanks. So <laughs> Tunis Makar, please do check them out. 
and um, we'll have links in the show notes, I'm sure. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let, let's let, let's move on. Um, so you know, you, you've talked a little bit about your photography and about your musical mu- musical talents. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what what successes have you had along the way in your art journey. Well, I guess getting published in Playboy was a good success. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I think like I just. I feel very fortunate about having been able to work with a lot of, like I said earlier, a lot of great mentors. Um, I had someone teach me how to work with kids and also they taught me how to look for fine details in a photograph like rings that are crooked or necklaces that have the clasp showing or like the ghost hands that you see in a picture of a group photo with people <laughs> the have extra their ar- hand. people that have their arm on someone's shoulder and all you see is the hand coming growing out of their shoulder. <laughs> Like details like that. So I, I feel like the successes were things like having really great mentors. Um, someone that taught me a lot about lighting and how to how to see different light when you look at an object from one side to you, the didn't other. Didn't you just recently interview one of your mentors, um, Tom Fink? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> in a previous I went, podcast? I, I, shot photo- I did photography for almost 20 years and before I went back to college and finished my degree and got a, a bachelor's in photography. Uh, BFA and so that is also a success getting going back to school um, and learning new techniques learning new techniques but yeah and then you know getting the chance to go back and one of the one of the instructors that I had at school that I admired quite a bit and being able to interview him uh, was a real treat and so that was a huge success too and you know I feel very fortunate being able to interview artists all around the world I think that's really cool that that I get to do that opportunity yes Um, you do have such great interviewing skills and I love that you want to get to know artists across the world and their stories so we're here to learn a little bit more about you though so (laughs) bringing it back around bringing it back around what other uh, future projects are you working on artistically future projects so the Gamelon Band I keep rehearsing with them because we are actually planning on going back to Bali next year to perform in the band for the Balinese Arts Festival. So it's not often they bring in Western bands that play gamelan as proficiently. And so that feels like a great honor. Wow. I think it's been... Sounds like you guys are pretty good then. There's members that have been there, like I said, 28 years down to the FNGs that have been there eight weeks. So so. describe that that kind of special sound, the Balinese gamelan sound. Chat, 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 chat. (laughs) <laughs> you guys will you guys will understand uh those of you who <laughs> are in the gamelan band oh i didn't get that yeah i know anyway so uh, another future project you and i are working on a project yes is we're, that... we're blending some of the work the style of work that you do with the work that i do for and... those of you who don't know who i am i am jrp i am on episode 10 if you want to check me out a visual artist. I'm going to be collaborating with my husband here, Jim Wills. So, so we're going to be mi- mixing our artistic skills, blending them a little bit. I think that's going to be a fun project. Yes, still in the works, but yes. Um. So yeah, those are those are kind of the two big things in the art world. I'm looking to get back into shooting fashion photography again. Really? Yeah, I really. So enjoy your, it. your your creative expression comes out through uh, scheduling or um, putting together these these fabulous avant-garde photo shoots talk a little bit about your avant-garde photo shoots uh sure yeah i actually did a really fun production a few years ago i worked with a magazine called Develo, and we did a production 
down at the Centennial Airport with one of the jets and we had I think seven or eight models and I had this amazing crew of fashion designers and hair makeup people and and the models and we got to dress them out in this really fun clothes from uh, the designer Gino Velarde and then have them pose around the airplane that was really fun I thought it wasn't as avant-garde but it was really more like a fun fashion shoot that you don't get to do every day I think some of the other fun fashion shoots like we did a sugar a sugar sugar skull shoot with a couple of really talented artists. Uh, one of them will be on a future podcast as well, coming up on episode twenty six. So, <laughs> you know, working with just amazing artists in bringing them into my world, I think, is what what allows me to do really fun avant garde shoots. Okay, sounds great. Yeah. So we're gonna move on in the podcast and talk a little bit about some of the biggest challenges that you've learned from creating your art. What are some challenges that you've run into? I think being a photographer, being an artist, is oftentimes um, it feels like a never-ending job, if you will. Like you always have to come up with new stuff. Not have to, but you're always coming up with new stuff. But if you want to survive, you're only as good as your last work. And so that you see that all the time with celebrities who stop making films or stop making albums or whatever their art is, and they disappear. And it doesn't mean that they've gotten any less great as an artist. They're just right, like Lauren Hill. Like, didn't she disappear for twenty years and then came back redoing her nineteen ninety nine album? <laughs> uh, she did indeed, yeah. And she, but she raised a family while she was gone. So once her kids were growing up, and you you hear that you see that a lot with artists leaving the industry, coming back. So. Uh, what was the question? Challenges? Yeah, no. Biggest lessons you've learned. So the biggest lesson I've learned is 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 you gotta stick with it. You gotta just keep on keeping on. And because there's so many artists that start out as nobody and worked blood, sweat, and tears and became somebody. And so just do what you love with as much passion as you have. Mm-hmm. You know, for, and that was a lesson I learned. And it's also a lesson I've learned from talking with other artists. Like that seems to be a common thread. Okay, perfect. Thanks for sharing that. That that yes, I agree to. Um, deep thoughts. Yeah, deep, deep thoughts. thoughts by Jim Wills. <laughs> How has being an artist affected the other areas of your life, your relationships, your business? Well, I'll tell you what, Jam Race. Life is art. Absolutely. I think that it's. I think that life has started to seep into most areas of my life. Art has. Art has started to seep into most areas of my life because like you're an you, artist you are I'm married an artist. artist yes yes uh, you know I, I I love different types of art and you know I've always listened to music I've always loved music and you're a creative type just like just like I am yeah I agree so art's affected the rest of my life because we live in a colorful house and I love that our house is colorful and you kept I remember when I first moved in here you kept asking me like <laughs> If the walls bothered me that they were teal or purple or these, because di- we have I don't know how many different colors you eight. have, here. eight different colors in our house. I love it. I think it's fantastic. I've always loved houses that had character and you know. You and I have the same type of yeah, same type. Yeah, yeah, same same. Same same. Same same. So moving on, um, <laughs> that that's great that you know you you basically you live art and, and that and that's important. What's one piece of advice that you would give someone starting out as an artist? And that could be a new photographer, a new musician, like any artist out there. Well, I talked about I talked about not giving up and just keep driving it, but or keep pushing forward. But I would say, and I heard this the other day, and I hear it a lot, is practice. 
is practice because we all suck when we first start anything. I mean, we didn't know how to walk when we first started to walk, right? We had to learn how to walk. And I mean, if we didn't learn how to walk the first time, would our parents just let us crawl till we we're like six years old? Yeah, no, right. Johnny can crawl to school. So, I, so we learned how to. We <laughs> kept doing it till we learned it, and I think that is true with so persistence. Yeah, I think that's true with the arts, especially because it's so hard. Any learning a new art skill, I don't think any artist, even a prodigy like Prince, was was great at guitar when he first started to practice. Right. You know, I think that it's you have to practice, 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 and if you want to be great. Don't stop practicing. That's that. That is a that's a great great piece of uh, a great wisdom nugget. So, um, Jim, tell me a little bit about three artists that inspire you and why. Well, I was just thinking I'm going to bring two in because we were just talking about this practice, 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 and I think that two in for what? What does that mean? Two different people in. I thought of the ten thousand hours, and that's. Malcolm Black Gladwell, the art, the author, wrote about ten thousand hours. Ah, and, yes, ten thousand hours of your craft, of working on your craft or your skill. Right, and I don't know if that's true or not, but it. I mean, it does seem that the longer you persist, the more the you, better you get. Sure, you know, you hear stories of all the time. Absolutely, of Michael Michael Jordan was told to quit playing basketball because he sucked. He was kicked off the high school basketball team, and so he went out and practiced every day. And I don't know if he. Did a hundred shots a day, or a thousand shots a day? I think or it was a thousand. A million shots a day. I mean, he the story. The, the bottom line is he practiced until he became the very best basketball player in the NBA. And so Ma- Malcolm Gladwell, who talks about the ten thousand hours, that was that's he's inspirational. All his works are great. Um, and then I thought of Macklemore, who wrote a song about Malcolm Gladwell and the ten thousand hours. And oh, really? Mac- Macklemore's story is the same. It took him like him and. Uh, Ryan took like six years to create the his first album they dropped and it won all these awards and blah blah and it was persistence he's going to take his time and he's going to make sure it's great and he's going to persist and they self-published it because they didn't want to sign a uh, label and give their rights away and I just think like those kind of stories I find like, super super inspirational and then your first artist was Prince <laughs> Prince is definitely an inspirational musical artist absolutely I mean that guy was I mean, you say he's a prodigy, but he just persisted. Every single instrument I know, he that he played, like... <laughs> he learned how to play until he became fantastic at it. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, I'm also, I also think, like, just amazing art in general uh, is is fantastic. Can I ask you a question? I talked about this with, with Tom Fink on the do episode your, 24. Do your guests usually turn around and ask <laughs> the host questions? Because I didn't know that that Sometimes, was but I'm curious because we're talking about artists and inspiration, and... This summer when we went to Spain to the Prado Museum in Madrid, I, I actually snuck a little little photo, iPhone photo of you looking at some art, stand, standing there staring at some art. Mm-hmm. And I just wondered, like, I just wondered what you thought of seeing that art. Because we talked about that. Well, it wasn't, you know, it, it was the Renaissance period, I think. And I wasn't uh, deeply moved by it. I was just impressed about the sizes of large-scale canvases that were painted I don't know what era it was but it was it was just gorgeous to look at as far as like how old everything was you know I'm more of a contemporary abstract lover but I can appreciate all types of art knowing and feeling and having certain emotion towards it okay thank you for yeah yeah. 
Thank you for, for allowing me to flip that around because I was just I was just curious. On the topic of it's art, no, you know, you bring up a good point. Um, a lot of art, either it moves you or it doesn't. It does something, and maybe it doesn't do anything. Feeds your soul. Yeah. So, talk a little bit about that. I know you 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 refer to your podcast and other artists, and you say the tagline of art feeds your soul. Talk a little bit more about what that means to you. Feed your soul with art is actually. Oh gosh, I'm saying it wrong. Feed your soul with art. <laughs> what does it mean to me? Was that your question? Yes. Like I said before, art is life. And every single artist that I've interviewed thus far for this podcast has talked about how that that very idea and that the, kind of around that theme of art is life and art moves you and it, it touches you on a deep, a deep cellular level. You know, and whether that is the art of nature or the art of the human body or the art hang on a wall or the art of music anything that is art just feeds your soul like you said when you looked at something that you were like wow look how big that is and look at the amount of work and you like you recognize the skill and you recognize right. the dedication that the artist has to creating something like that and it's i don't really understand why it moves us so much but i know that experiencing art feeds your soul i mean we all love music Art makes me happy, so I mean, I love art. Art yeah. just makes me happy. Yeah, feed your soul. Um, we didn't talk. We didn't talk about your acting. Um, <laughs> oh, another boy. another you know fun fact about yeah. Jim Wills yeah. is that he likes to be on stage. I mean, usually he's the loudest guy in the room, but on stage he is taking over the show. Talk a little bit about that, Jim, about your <laughs> your show and uh, your desire to be more on the stage. Okay. Uh, when I worked at Disney, part of my time at Disney, I worked in, I acted, if you will. I was kind of pre-parade, pre-parade entertainment. Side note on that, that is the place where you uh, proposed to me. That was it, in Disney Yeah, World. Disney is near you. <laughs> I'm also inspired by Disney, I'll be honest with you. Not the corporate side of Disney. As much as the just the magic that exists within the parks and definitely magical. Yeah. Anyway, so I did I I did some theater stuff there uh, at Disney while my time there, and then and actually there was a community theater at Disney, and I was in a, a production. I was in two productions there, um, one with my buddy Mike, and then another production that we actually put in front of. We performed it in front of the guests at the park or at, at one of the resorts. Awesome. And so, uh, yeah, I've always been into it, and, and I've done a little film while I was in Florida, and I did some film when I was here, a couple independent film uh, pieces, and I've done some theater here, some independent theater. Independent theater. Was it, uh, what was your last show? Was it the the Grapes of, the Grapes of, oh God. The Grapes of Wrath? I was in that, I was just, a, I was in the choral there, and, and the, the ensemble. But that was actually, no, you're talking about The Crucible. Oh, The Crucible. Yeah, that was about three years ago, I think. No, maybe four years ago, maybe longer than that. It could have been ten years ago. I don't know. <laughs> that was back in the day. But yeah, I've taken some time away from the stage to really focus on more of my photography and then got involved with the Crave magazine and published the magazine. We had the online publication for a while and then doing the podcast. So Yes, and getting to know the artist in a, you know, in just a little bit more of an intimate way. All right, cool. So we are going to move on with this podcast. Uh, what do you think holds us back from 
from becoming professionals, uh, professional artists. Um, uh, we jokingly, we joked a little bit about the starving artist, but um, talk a little bit about what what holds you back. You know, from being the, the best. It's funny artist. you should ask me that, Jim. That's a question I ask a lot of my guests. You must listen to my podcast. Yes, biggest fan. Um, like <laughs> I said, I am your group, a groupie. So. You know, the artist, the answer I get a lot from a lot of the people I, that I talk to is fear, but I'm going to say belief. Belief holds people back from anything. What you, you know, we're learning as we, as you and I do a lot of stuff that self development type stuff. And I'm learning that what you believe is your belief. Whether you believe it to be true or not true doesn't matter. Like it's not necessarily, like the people all over the world have different belief systems. And so I think as an artist, you know, you have you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that you can get, get get better. You have to believe that you can learn to attain the skills and that you actually have the skills to put your out there to the world. So Absolutely. I think Putting belief, out the positive vibes out there and having uh, strong, positive beliefs on whatever you want to accomplish. Belief is number one. Oh, that's great. I like that. Um, if you had 60 seconds with your 20-year-old self, what advice would you give him? And I think I briefly talked about it a little bit up here with um, what would you, what kind of advice would you give your younger people? The advice myself is, you know, li live your passion. Live your passion. Yeah, even if you don't know what you want to do. Like, oh, pe people spend a lot of time. I spent a lot of time in my 30s, especially, like, trying to, what am I going to do with my life? And I think it's, instead of thinking about what you're going to do, just get out there and do. Ooh, just get out there and do, folks. Yeah. And one more thing, love more. <sighs> Hashtag love more. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the show, and I'm going to end this podcast by asking Jim, why should we care about art? Why should we care about art? Man, we talked about that, I think, the whole podcast with, like, art feeds your soul. Feed your soul with art, and, like, art is life. Life is art. It, I just think, like... Beyond the cheesy quotes. Ooh, beyond... You want to go deeper beyond yes. the cheesy quotes? You know, what I, you know what I've seen? Here's a real world... Here's real world... Go deep. Kind of anecdotal situation. If you want to go, difference. if you want to go higher, you got to go deeper. I've seen that's right. I've seen the difference between students who have gotten involved in the arts when they're in school and students who haven't. And you know, it's sad. It's it's a little bit sad that we put so much focus on sports. And I think athleticism is great, and I think competition is great. I think being on a team is great. But that we put so much attention on that and the money pours towards that that we've cut art programs because you see it time and time again when students who have delved into the arts, whether it's theater or film or music, how it gives them a broader sense of themselves and society. Oh, we've seen it. You know, we're huge art supporters here in our local community. And, you know, just seeing that, you know, younger people in less privileged neighborhoods and schools, um, if they have the opportunity to jump into any type of art we we, we you know it's, it's definitely enriching their lives yeah i'm very thankful for the opportunities to to be a part of the art community all right thanks for all your um nuggets of wisdom here jim we're gonna wrap up this podcast are there any last words wrap it up <laughs> are there any last words you would love to share with your audience some more inspiration yes 
Uh, sure. What? Sure. Let's end on a positive note. To kind of bring all the concepts we've talked about together, I, you know, there's um, another great author that I love. His work, T. Harv Eker, has given me this formula for life, and the formula is TFAR, and it stands for thoughts equal feelings equal actions equals results. And you know, Tony Robbins talks about it and all this kind of stuff and. Uh, Things that you learn in your self-development journey. <laughs> well, you know, like the thoughts that we think are the actions that we'll take, which Absolutely, will lead to the results yes. that we have. And So what does TFAR stand for again? Thoughts equal feelings equals actions equals results. Yes. It's and kind res- of a progression. Yes. So uh, also Dr. Wayne Dyer has a really great, great quote. And have you heard the saying that uh, I will believe it when I see it? Yes. Which is I like, hear it all the time. Yeah, people are like, well, when I see it come true, then I'll believe it. Well, Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer, put it a different way, flipped it on its head, and he said, you will see it when you believe it. And I think that is just a powerful, Wow, that powerful is powerful. Statement. If you believe it to be true, it will become true. Whatever your truth is to you is exactly what you believe, like we talked earlier. So I think that's just... Is that one of your favorite that. quotes? Yeah, you know, there's so many good ones. Yes, there but are. I do love Dr. Wayne Dyer. I love T. Harv Eker. They've got great nuggets of wisdom in there, and you should follow every word they say. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Jim, for um, being on the show and sharing your story. And I also want to thank you for letting me uh, take over your show and uh, turn the flip the script and let me take over and interview you. I think that was um, fun. And if you want to check out my podcast, episode 10, um, and learn a little bit more about my journey. That would be awesome. Too. Way to throw that free <laughs> plug in there. I want to thank myself as well for allowing myself to be on this podcast and allowing someone <laughs> else to interview myself. So that was really nice of myself. So, and Jan Ray, thank you for the interview. That was great. Thanks. Love you a lot. I <laughs> love you too. Bye, everyone. The music for episode 25 is the Boulder, Colorado-based trio Sun Squabby. The track is their latest release, Chrysalis, which is available just about everywhere. And be sure to check out their website at sunsquabby.com for tour dates, info, and so much more. That's S-U-N-S-Q-U-A-B-I. Sunsquabby.com. Check it. Thank you for listening to the Crave Magazine Podcast. I am Jim Wills, your host and producer for this episode, and I am on a mission to bring art back to the world. And with your help, we can make that happen. So please, take a moment to leave a positive review for us on iTunes. And if you like what you heard, even more importantly, tell your friends. If there's something that we can do better, by all means, let us know. And if you are an artist or even just want to hear from a favorite artist, well, send us a message. We are putting this show out for all of us who love and appreciate the arts, so tell us how we can improve. Remember, always be good to one another, and of course, take time to feed your soul with art.